1: I'm Billy, and you book a match with me—that's right, Look at me—I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now.
0: Where to? Stephanie? <laughs> Wrestle Roasts on ad-free shows and ATC.
2: Welcome to Wrestle Roasts. I'm your host this week, Robert Carpolis, joined uh, as always by Scott Chaplin, Dan Saint Germain, and Mike Lawrence. Uh, We can start by asking how's everyone doing a really loaded question here for this week's show
0: well uh me and mike will both be meeting the undertaker this week
2: uh yes in in a in booking so lazy you would have thought it came from tony khan unfortunately uh mike and dan both lost parents within the last 24 hours of recording but they are here to for you the forbidden dorks uh and not as their coping mechanism (laughs)
1: <laughs>
3: i know um, it was so it was so it was so sad because like i i heard my dad was on life support last night and i was like please make it till thursday otherwise dan will think i'm stealing his bit and his day
0: <laughs> um yeah i would In me mean, my condolences to obviously mike and i just i want to thank everyone who's reached out the last couple of days um you know, whether it's an Instagram comment and you know, if, if you were close to my mom and you listen to this podcast, uh we will be having a celebration of life uh this Sunday in uh in North Jersey. It's it's just it's just gonna be a um you know just a you know a nice Italian meal. I I'll, I'll I'll put the info on my a reverse battle royal. The reverse battle royal <laughs> The Maggie St. Germain Invitational. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do. I I want to honestly say, you know, and you know, at times like this, you realize how many great friends you have. And, and you also get to realize how shitty some of your family members are. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a nice, it's a nice double thing. You get to realize, you know, you have wonderful people in your life and then some of the people you're related to not so much, but, uh, you know, I want to thank, you know, everyone for reached out and, uh, you know i i I love everybody and you know it's obviously been an excruciating week for me um but uh you know having uh the 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 you guys and and the show has has been really has been really nice and you know my mom still knew who diesel and razor ramon were at the end so that's maybe she'll date razor in heaven or something i don't know but uh anyway um yeah, but you thought yeah, it was tag Glenn Mike Jacobs.
1: In.
0: <laughs> yeah, time to tag Mike in. Mike, Mike, Mike um, I'm give you yeah, the Yeah, of a hot tag. <laughs>
3: <laughs> very, very cold tag. Um, I. It's interesting because, uh, yeah, the Dan's, Dan's, you know, Dan, Dan, I, I consider my best friend, and you know, uh, Dan, I'm really, you know, sorry about your loss and you know and thank you for all the kind of things you said it's 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 an amazing thing that everyone reached out to him yesterday and then being the the, the second guy um i i there was i saw in the facebook group there was a, a post that was like also sorry about <laughs> and and it it uh i feel i feel like um The Bret Hart to your Lex Luger in the 94 Rumble?
0: (laughs) Wait a minute. Why do I get Luger? Come on. Because you already got your own day. (laughs) and you you get a bus i get i get we'll more be, we, we will be bo- we will be body slamming the remains of my mom's on the intrepid at the end of the day so please i
3: mean here's here's the, here's the thing dan what's worse luger's body or brett's mind <laughs> <I don't,
0: that's, laughs> oh man that is that's a man that's a real catch-22 i i don't know I'll, 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 just,
3: I'll just quickly you know um i want i wanted to, to do this pod today because you know i wanted to have some fun some laughs you know and uh my my dad got me into wrestling and so doing this makes me think of him it's my own weird way of honoring him you know like i i called my dad the last few years like when wrestlers would pass away so we talked all the time um <laughs> you know, like i remember like one of you know like we had this like sweet conversation about Randy Savage you know and i, and I think a lot of people right like they associate wrestling with family a family member of some kind. And for me it was, you know, him. Yeah. He he took me and my brother to the rumble in ninety one, which I've said before. But then he took just me to the James L. Knight Center a few years later when Ludwig Borga was main event.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Legit I st- I still- Ludwig Borga.
3: Yeah. So you know, I, I just want to say um yeah thanks to everything everyone said and 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 to, to you guys and all the support and um I don't know why Max Castor's doing a rap about him. I just lost him.
1: <laughs>
0: well,
2: you know.
3: I mean, by by I mean, the it, way, there's... how weird is it, Dan, that we have something in common with Jeff Jarrett?
2: <laughs>
0: well, you know.
3: Which reminds
2: uh... me, I sunk a lot of money into Mike's gold scheme, so I'm waiting for that to pay off. <laughs> uh and and Mike, your dad must have really loved you to drive down to the James L. Knight Center. For those of you not in South Florida, that is a pain in the ass building to drive to, get to, and park to. So if there was ever any doubt uh of how much your dad loves you, he did something that I, mean, I still to this day would probably not do for a to...
0: loving father fo- loving Jewish father to bring his lovely Jewish son to see a neo-Nazi headliner wrestling event. My
3: dad, my dad was uh my mom's Jewish, my dad's oh, not right, yeah. Jewish, so he is
0: in heaven. <laughs> 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 oh <my God. laughs> Oh, man, I actually did need this. I'm glad I did this today. Yeah, man. <laughs> you, oh, you... a... oh, by the way, folks, I do have Mickey Rourke roast jokes that I didn't get to do for a Patreon that I can do at the end of the episode or whatever, but uh, we did. Dan, I,
1: Dan, I it's okay.
0: <laughs> we don't have Ahmed Johnson jokes for today, so. Uh, but M- Mickey
3: Rourke took on the role of my father's heart this week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just shocked that Ahmed Johnson outlived the uh, our parents i think that's I <laughs> kind of crazy to me honestly <laughs>
3: and my my dad is being uh cremated so uh, no paul bearer just the urn
0: <laughs> oh yes,
1: <laughs> yeah it's what gonna my be my crying
0: <laughs> i'm supposed to give a speech on sunday maybe i'll do like a what if i did a bit in paul bear i don't know that would be kind of fun. even though he died on a thursday it's still ash wednesday <laughs> <laughs> what if i was like instead of that i just cut it and like your mother is alive undertaker
3: <laughs> the weird thing is like talking about my, my my dad now and not crying and then when we mentioned adam cole on a reality show later and i burst into tears
0: Wait, What a reality show is he on? What is
2: oh, this? Oh, we'll, we'll get to that. In fact, someone, uh, a buddy of mine who listens to the show texted me and he's like, I'm sorry to hear about Mike and uh, and Dan's uh, parents, but I'm sure Mike's low spot is still going to be Adam Cole getting a reality <laughs> show.
3: Yeah, I, I say that I, I was in the Facebook group and when that, when that was announced and I was about to post, I, I looked up a picture of a show on a Fox called The Littlest Groom, which is about a little person that was like gonna pick out a wife and as I was going to post a photo of uh that into the Facebook group that's when I found out that he was in worse condition and I really I really had to say what am I doing with my
0: life (laughs) (laughs) yeah um Yeah, I don't know. But but my big question is do I now qualify for a John Cena make a wish or would it have to have been my mom?
2: Oh, Dan, you were already well into the make a wish category (laughs) long before this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: But anyway, I I do. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, everybody. Let's talk wrestling. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Yes. Um, There's no easy way to segue to Elimination Chamber.
3: (laughs) 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 <laughs> Guys, um, I found out that there's been um, some uh problems within my bloodline. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: the tribal chief is gone, <laughs>
2: uh, so yeah, so elimination, they, they
0: all felt like dark matches for me this week, folks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right uh no no this will be i confess to
3: a damien priest
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh man all right um so yeah so the elimination chamber pay-per-view was on (laughs) saturday uh we're gonna do it we're gonna we're gonna talk about it and uh and i I mean hey can you
3: just call it the maybe they're not all here at the end chamber (laughs) Something a little nicer
0: can we can we tell them don't remember to tell them you love them, Chamber?
2: Can you Sorry. can
1: you just call it the chamber, please?
2: Yes. <laughs> uh at the gone but not forgotten chamber. Uh yeah. well we, we'll let was... Dan
1: let Dan give his thoughts on the women's chamber, and then we'll have uh Mike give his thoughts on the men's.
2: <laughs> uh the show opened with uh Liv Morgan versus and then, the... and then Scott no, no. goes,
1: My dad was
0: eliminated first. <laughs> yeah, with the Shawn I, Michaels I mean, hair. <laughs> my mom will be buried in Seth Rollins. His boots, though, so that's that's kind one of thing that's connection. You know, she's getting groomed, too.
3: And my what dad's death
0: rattle that. sounded like
3: Seth Rollins's promos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Charlie
0: Mike
2: <laughs> <laughs> to live more. Actually, an you know
0: what? I just realized it is a fun thing for. A, Prematory to have Burn It Down as the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> burn It Down! <laughs> oh, man. I needed this, guys. Thank you.
2: Uh Liv Morgan took on uh, Natalia Oscar, Carpella. You mean Die Morgan. <laughs> Raquel and be really Nikki, funny
0: when like me and Mike, like we run out of puns and then we just start sobbing.
2: <laughs> like, no, we're like, getting to dynamite. Really yes, say, game that, game. That'll be the dynamite or dud review. So you're just gonna be stealing my gimmick, uh, which is <laughs> fine. Hey, I'm uh, gonna go
3: through seven different emotional rants this episode, and I'm gonna call it the MJF Brian
2: Danielson feud. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no that that's still on life support at least but uh... <laughs> anyway uh Oscar wins the uh the women's uh elimination chamber match which you know I thought was a a fun match that told a uh, a pretty interesting story there was no other person to win this but Oscar so I think that the uh the the women put together generally speaking, uh, you know, they, they spotlighted all of them. There were some high spots in there, Nikki jumping off the top of one of the pods. Uh, Overall it's in a tough spot because you're the first chamber. So you don't want to burn through everything to save it for the second one. Uh, And at the same time, it takes a long time for that thing to get set up uh, and taken down. But I thought generally speaking, they made the right decision in terms of who went over and everybody got a moment in there to, uh, to, to shine. Uh, we'll start with, uh, with Dan, what'd you think of this match?
0: One second. Just grabbing a paper towel.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm. I, I don't know why like that, sorry. I, I don't know I, either, I, and I'm glad you did.
0: It was fine, man. You know, it was fine. I mean, I think that the, I think it was one of the, you know, we'll get to it, but it was, it was one of the best men's elimination chamber matches I've ever seen. So I kind of forget about the women's one. I think it was fine, you know. Um, I do think this version of Asuka is the best version we've seen. I'm really pumped about, you know, I think this feud's really fun between her and Bianca. And, and I thought they kind of, that was fun how they handled it on on Monday too. You know, it's, in a lot of ways, this feud is like what the Alexa Bliss-Bianca feud should have been if you believe that Bliss was a serious threat. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, I mean, I, I think that like, you know, my whole review of this pay-per-view was either like, oh, that was good, or, oh, that was, eh. You know, like, there was nothing devastating. There was nothing amazing either. It just kind of was, you know, there.
2: So. Speaking of just kind of being there, Scott, what did you think of this match?
1: <laughs> I, I, I like this match. Like, Liv did a uh, really awesome sunset flip. Is that what that was? Off of uh, one of the pods that was... Maybe spot of the night. Maybe it was definitely one of the highlights of the night. Uh it made Raquel look strong. Nikki Cross uh did a cool crossbody off of Pia Pod and Oscars. Yeah, she's the best. I, I I thought it was a good match. I'm happy they started with it too. Mike. I
3: mean, this is one of those uh predictable is good sometimes, you know. If everyone went in saying she should win and she should win and she wins, then she should. So it's totally fine. Like I, and, and that's the match you want to put on first, especially with some of the other booking decisions on this show. This was, I think the happiest. So, uh, yeah, I, I I thought it worked and I think that that's going to be, uh, I, I bought WrestleMania tickets. Um, uh, for night one, I uh, I hope this is on night one. Uh, uh Bianca and Oscar.
2: if not, that'd be a real swift kick in the balls. Speaking of which, Brock Lesnar took on Bobby Lashley, uh, in uh, you know, a match that happened that
3: ended the same way that any Jake Hager MMA fight does. Yes, uh,
2: Lesnar <laughs> this kicks is, Lashley, God, bro, this he is kicks dud. Lashley in the balls. This was really odd uh booking i mean the match was fine for the few minutes that it happened i oh
0: this was bad this wasn't just odd well, i mean i'm i know they didn't fuck up any spots in the match
2: that's what i meant they didn't do anything bad. objectively like you know well, nobody fell down it wasn't like watching vance uh or what preston vance wrestle
0: no i guess yes brock lesnar is better than preston vance
2: yes it's a hot take Scott, why is he wrong? No, sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't give a shit about this. Um, I guess the one reason I was excited about it, and I wasn't excited. I just, I, I only know two, so many words. But um, the, I was intrigued because nobody won, and Bray Wyatt on Friday said whoever. Well, no, no,
2: so man, not to cut you off, but no, the idea is Lashley won by disqualification, which means you're going to get Lashley and Bray.
1: How stupid! So it's not even like a real win. It's well, because just a waste part of, of it was time. It was so they, looked at, they looked
2: at they looked at the they looked at the roster and they're like, well, somebody's got to face Bray Wyatt, and Brock's like, you don't pay me enough, and they needed a way to get to it. So this was their their back door in. And I said all along, I didn't want Brock to be part of WrestleMania because he's special. You don't want to waste him. And I was wrong. We'll get Brock Lesnar and Omos.
1: Yeah, that's a waste of him. Uh that's pretty fucking crazy. That there's no reason for that. And I also don't want to see Lashley versus Wyatt.
2: No, but Mike, you're excited to see Omos versus Brock Lesnar, right? That's right up your alley.
3: Oh god. Um <laughs> It I mean we already, you know, here's the thing, we already saw Hook suplex Zotnum thing. And that is more impressive than Brock suplexing Omos. So, <laughs> it, it, and, and and obviously the match is just going to be built around that. And, and, you know, whatever high impact moves he does in F5 and all that. But, uh, you know, that was impressive when he did it to the big show in 2002. So, uh, yeah, this, this sucked. Uh, it's amazing how one kick could hit 17,000 French Canadians in the balls all at once. <laughs> this was uh, a, a a terrible uh this should have been a TV thing. If you're going to do this, this is not pay-per-view. Uh this isn't even premium live event. This is just a shitty angle um that this should have been wasted on Saudi Arabia.
2: I'm going to stick with you Mike and and maintain that vitriol for a moment. We got our first WrestleMania trailer and it was Joker Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch uh, basically filming a homemade porn. Mike, what would you think of this? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. Uh, I-, I wanted Seth's Nazi girlfriend to come out in a Bane mask.
0: <laughs>
3: you know, I see than the chateaus. They are my. And all of Gotham's
0: Jews perish. You my, you this
3: was this was weird, man. Because like, look. First off, I love the WrestleMania goes Hollywood stuff. I loved it in two thousand five. I'm glad they're doing it again. I saw like you know some of the dude the fucking the one with Goodfellas and Roman Reigns. That looks amazing. That's a brilliant idea.
1: Oh, I can't wait to watch that full one. Yeah.
3: Yeah, 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 that looks awesome. And but this it's like my thing is if you're going to you're going to do these do an actual like scene. And so to have the Phoenix Joker and then her as like kind of a Nolan Batman but not that committed to it was just a fucking mess. Like if you're going to do the thing, do the thing. And this did just feel like they're porn because uh there was no logic behind it and only they seem to be having fun.
2: <laughs> Anyone else I have any
1: You know, Seth does a good Joker laugh.
0: I mean, my my big thought from this, which I think everyone, this is the one thing I think everyone can agree on. What is a better WrestleMania match than Seth Rollins Joker versus Sting Joker?
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: if he comes back from the grave, you know, like almost dying as Sting Joker, and he's like, my Joker can beat you at any point.
3: Paul Heyman, Brandy Rhodes, dance contest.
0: Oh, yeah, beat me. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> I, I don't
2: know. I, I, I'm the thing that's strange about this. I love those other WrestleMania ads. Those, those were right before I started uh, at WWE, and there was actually big, like floor to ceiling posters of them all over the offices, uh, and they were they work because there was that kind of like you're taking it seriously for a minute, and then you lean into a joke. It should have been. Seth doing the the Joker bit, and then Becky showing up dressed as Doink. Like, tie it back to wrestling. Make it something that's kind of goofy and funny instead of just, oh, Seth's basically just doing Joker, and we're pointing out how lazy his character is.
3: But also, Heath Ledger Joker actually did burn it down, right? He burns down all the money. Just have him be Heath Ledger Joker. (laughs) Oh, Jesus
2: yeah, because a guy who died of an overdose is exactly what we should have wrestlers emulating.
3: I mean, they do anyways.
2: Exactly. Uh, Eva La Rasa. Oh, no. Uh,
1: <laughs>
2: speaking of wrestlers that oh, I work with that are still no. alive, uh, Edge and Beth Phoenix took on Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. I thought for a mixed tag match, they did a really nice job with this. The crowd absolutely fucking hated Dominic Mysterio uh everything he does like they they just wanted to see that dude get his head ripped off and the booking of this match played perfectly into it uh the the finish gave edge the win without really hurting ria in any way shape or form uh so edge got a little bit of revenge for them smashing his wife's head in uh and now they have the herculean task of i guess turning Rhea babyface against charlotte uh scott what'd you think of this match
1: Oh, yeah, man. This crowd was so anti Dom from the jump that I mean, and I mean, so anti Dom, like they were on fire with how much they hated him. That the whole match was just a blast. That you know, the, the Beth fucked up a few times. Uh, there was like a pin that was like a, a pretty, pretty brutal yeah. botch. Uh, but otherwise, really, really fun spots. The crowd was in it into it the whole time and uh yeah the shatter machine was cool to see i i I had a lot of fun watching it watching it dan
0: um yeah i actually was pleasantly surprised at this match i i enjoyed it a lot more um okay nobody is (laughs) nobody would ever say that dom is better than mjf because he's not he's not as good in the ring he doesn't have as good of a look he's not as good he's certainly not as good in the mic but right now dom has more heat than mjf and it's not go away heat it's real heat. Um, so I mean, I gotta applaud him, man, that he like he realized, like, look, if I was this is the way for me to be a wrestler, man. You know, it's it's for Edge to fucking shit on me. It's for everyone to say I'm not really good. And then to use it that. And he actually kind of puts him in a good position because now when he has a match, and he has had pretty good matches before, we're gonna be like, Oh, maybe he is better than we thought he was. Um, so yeah, yeah I mean, I you know, I I don't know if it was real weird that they decided to beat Rhea. I really would not have had Rhea win, um, especially especially because this Edge and Finn Balor program needs all the help it can get. And I, I don't think anybody seriously believes that Finn Balor is going to go over Edge. So now you have them lose before he's going to lose at Mania. So that was a little confusing to
2: me. Yeah, but at the same time, you can't have the guy defending the honor of his wife lose in the tag match
0: well you can you just can't have the problem they were i will say this in wwe's defense they were in a tricky position because they had to have sammy lose and then they're like well we can't job the other canadian hero so i i get that they were in a tricky position which
2: is proof that vince is not back in creative by the way because he absolutely would have beat every canadian hero in one night
3: Tricky position also sounds like the name of a band that does a song for a pay per view. <laughs>
2: it's also a reason Vince needs NDAs. <laughs> uh Mike, do you have any thoughts on this match?
3: I miss Triple H and Stephanie as the couple who fuck after the PTA meeting. Um I thought they were better at that gimmick than um Edge and Beth. Uh I mean yeah, this was this was fine. This was fun. Um I mean if there's anything I'm amazed that outlived uh our parents it's edge and Finn Balor's feud yeah
0: yeah that's crazy that
3: thing should fucking die um
0: it, it this maybe one... my mom will come back as the demon <laughs> so, yeah, that's, stop. <laughs>
3: oh man um but <laughs> This, this, this was, this was good, but I I totally agree that you want Rhea's momentum to be just white hot leading into mania and uh, a loss in something this superfluous is still a loss and I wouldn't have done it.
2: They kind of swept it under the rug on Monday where she basically just in an interview was like, eh, that's the past. Who cares? I'm focused on X, Y, and Z. And by having Dom next to her, and then when they question, and then when Byron questions it Tom's like you want I'm trying to show you what I do to guys in prison like people forgot immediately what happened at chamber they've already moved on to the next uh the next thing and we're going to move on to the next thing which was the men's uh elimination chamber match Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Austin Theory, Montez Ford and Damian Priest I thought this match Absolutely over-delivered. Yeah, uh,
0: I, I agree with that, man.
2: Everybody looked good. This was the best Gargano's looked on the main roster. He looked like he had his confidence again. Bronson Reed, they actually looked like a monster where it took everybody super kicking him. Uh, Montez Ford showed why he's going to be a, a main event player in the future when they, when they break away and give him that one-on-one spot. Uh, Austin Theory is operating on a different level right now, which is great that he's kind of earning the push that we question. And is, the, he is, he is. the Logan Paul interference at the end, like the crowd was all in, like they bought in on it. They're excited to see him and Seth Rollins. As, he does I thought, a better
0: buckshot lariat than hangman
2: arguably already. <laughs> he does a I better pretty saying. much I everything.
0: Hangman. I think hangman you guys is are better. fucking silly. No, I do think Hangman's buckshot lariat is way better, but I do think for the first time he's ever done a buckshot lariat. Oh, he's amazing. Right? It He's amazing, great, yeah.
2: you know. Yeah, Logan Paul, he looks like a, a real <laughs> star. Um, Absolutely. but yeah, I thought this was um, okay, by, man, but yeah. by far match of the night. I think Montez diving off the top of the cage, like it's deceptive how high that cage is. That's a pretty impressive uh moment. But uh, Dan, what'd you think of this?
0: I mean, you know, I thought it was very good. I mean, I had no expectations going into this match, and uh, I really was like, when I was I was done. I was like almost shocked. I was like, wow, that was, that was great. And I, cause I really didn't see it. You know, we forget how many bad elimination chambers match. I think there were two elimination chamber matches. Big daddy V was in just to give you an idea of how bad some of these matches can be. Yep. So like. I also let you know how big the pods are. (laughs) Uh, yeah, God, he had maybe the greatest tits in the history of wrestling. (laughs) Really unbelievable stuff. Um, you know, it's him or Sable, really. Um <laughs> well, Brock,
2: Brock uh, fucked them both, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I was I was pleasantly surprised. I, I don't know. If, I think Austin Theory's gotten a lot better. I don't think he's operating on a different level.
2: Did you? Well, uh, hold on. Did you see uh, his match with Edge on Raw? It
0: was good, but not nearly as impressive. Even though the Edge Austin Theory match was better, Seth got the best match out of the Miz I've seen in years that's got a
2: great match my point with theory is theory has stepped up what he's doing
0: dude Dude, it's so much harder to make miz look good in a match than it is to make edge look good in a match
2: it it, Um, well no edge edge did a good job with my point is theory is rising up to the people he's facing versus feeling like he's being carried which is good uh scott would why would this have been better if it was in tokyo
1: (laughs) no this is a very very good match I, i liked everything about it um was it the best chamber match hmm
0: probably not the best but i would say top
1: 5 right oh yeah probably top 3, three. right yeah. yeah uh it felt like i mean and you know me and dan were talking about this uh but if it, it, when we were texting each other but it felt like rollins kind of paced the match which was a lot of fun to see and you sort of got, like, what if NXT um, black and gold or what if, you know, Ring of Honor when uh, when Rollins was there had the opportunity to book an, a chamber match? It was just like great wrestling inside of a chamber, which almost never happens. And you could
2: tell he, he was having a lot of fun wrestling Gargano, like that spot off the top of the pod where they do like the Hura karana or whatever. Oh, that
1: shit ruled. And it was so yeah, safe. Was, you I'm watch worried. it, you know, the replay and you go, oh, yeah, this is practical. Um, it was all really, really good. Mike, we, were, is- we
0: forget, like, uh, to, to Scott's point, like, like last year in Saudi Arabia when they did elimination chamber, and no, this wasn't the one they did with journalists. Uh, it was oh. Brock, Brock gave like an F five to Austin Theory off the chamber, and it looked bad, <laughs> like, like the way, like, it just because, like, Theory, you know, to his credit, he didn't want to kill himself, but because of that, it just kind of looked like, like, a, it didn't look like an impressive bump at all, and there were a couple bumps. In this match, that were very, very impressive. I thought
1: the uh, Bronson Reed bump on uh, on his head was so great. Yeah. yeah, everybody looked really good. Montez Ford had his moments. Yeah, you know, you know, the, my one complaint, and I remember telling you this, guys, is we don't have any canes anymore. Like these types of matches, you need a cane, and Damian Priest was the cane, and it just didn't work for me,
2: Mike.
3: I don't know. Let's let's we don't know what Damien Priest thinks about cops.
1: <laughs> well,
0: I, I think he's from what is he from Chicago or Washington Heights? So I'm, I'm
3: I thought he's was
1: Jersey. From- he he oh, trained he, with
0: QT. Oh, yeah, funny.
3: when
1: I saw him at Hammerstein, his like whole his whole family was there, you know. Yeah.
3: yeah. I know he's a Puerto Rican guy.
0: Um
1: can we agree that Jersey?
0: his um his...
3: he's from
2: New York City?
0: His, okay. his article about getting canceled last year was the weakest canceled article ever. Oh, I don't even know about that. Some girl just was like, he fucks a lot of girl." Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was it. He was fucking around on me, and he fucks a lot. And then he's like, like my
2: oh. character on TV was, I hang out in hot tubs <laughs> and fuck women. <laughs> and now Riddle stole his gimmick. <laughs> I
0: was just like, what is this article? Who cleared this article? Did he get a lot of pussy? This is what the thing is. You know, uh, so um,
3: I I thought this match was was great, but it, it's interesting because you know this was for the 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 U.S. title, right, and not the world title. And I don't I don't think it elevated the U.S. title as much as it did the performers in the match, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. But it didn't make me go, "Wow, the title special." It was more like, "Wow, the world title is so full and busy that." They just had an elimination chamber match because it's February. Um you didn't need this here with, but at the same time, yeah, it was worked really well. Um, Montez, I think, is a star. Th- he's one of the most attractive wrestlers ever. He's like such a good looking dude. Oh, he's a great looking guy, but
0: his nipples are a little weird. But yeah.
2: Yeah, well, you know. Nice to have you back, Dan. But, but, <laughs>
3: You know, let, let, let Owens cut some sleeves out of a shirt and put them on. Yeah, there's, um, a, there's
0: a reason Owens
2: doesn't, man.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> if I wanted to see city. Kevin Owens wrestle shirtless, I'd watch Evil Uno.
0: <laughs> I, mean, I, I imagine it's like when Kramer is the rotisserie chicken when he takes his shirt off. Wait, 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 wait. Robert, you mean Evil? Ooh, no. Oh, geez. That was, I mean, what? Yikes. Uh, he,
2: he looked like, I don't know the guy's name, but in like Return of the Jedi, the guy that watches the Ranker.
0: I mean, that
3: evil. Dan, Uno, Dan we'll just went,
0: Dan just like heard me and go, went, I'm sorry for your joke. <laughs> <laughs> Dynamite or Dud. I mean, like, I mean, we'll get to it in Dynamite or Dud, but when I saw that evil Uno Moxley match, I was like, maybe everybody type doesn't need to be represented.
2: I you think they, they, that,
0: they did that. that to,
2: yeah. You know, people, like, I know celebrities die in threes. I think this was trying to finish off Cornette. <laughs> hey.
3: Moxley and Evil you when know, it was a main event anywhere in the country in a failing company. <laughs> so, but this was this was good. And I mean, this was predictable in a way that wasn't as fun as the Asuka thing. But um it was still it was still well done. And it is, it is, you know, I want to just say it now, like between like you know, like the run-ins that they have in WWE, like these wrestlers really do take the longest time, like so, like Logan Paul had to was he gonna come out earlier, or did no. he? If, if like, so he knew Seth was gonna make it to the last two.
1: Oh, I hear you, I understand yeah. it, it ruins K Fabe. Well, I guess no, the no, idea no, would have no, been because, he, oh, he now yeah. he has to because there's a chance he might win this when there's three guys. Oh, maybe he might get eliminated, you right? Know? And then okay. he could have attacked him after he was walking back.
0: Yeah, I think okay. it's more of a fuck you when the guy almost wins. But I wouldn't have minded, but to your credit, Mike, I wouldn't have minded the last two to be Montez and Theory. You cannot have Austin win this if Cena's gonna face theory. Just it's just impossible. But
1: well, and to Lawrence's point, you know, one of the reasons the US title didn't feel so important was the ending was a Logan Paul screw job and not like a hard-earned victory and a crowned US champion. It's like, oh, it's theory still and He's not going to elevate it. He hasn't elevated it. You know, maybe... Scott, a Scott, uh, uh, Logan Paul
3: screw job is when your Pokemon cards aren't worth as much as you thought they were.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I, I heard it's when you find a dead person in a forest. <laughs> <laughs> um... I, I, I... You know, I, I think we this we can all agree. This is what troubles me right now at AEW is that I think we can all agree Sammy Guevara is a better wrestler than Austin Theory. He's better in ring. He's a better character. I think their looks are similar, but he's I think he's just overall better. And Theory has been used so much better this past year than Sammy, um, which is really a crime when you think of – the talent levels between both of them. I really Damn. thought
3: you were going to say, I think we could all agree AEW is a dead person in a forest.
0: No, no. <laughs> I mean, do you see that, Scott? I mean, you would say Sammy's like way better than Austin Theory, right?
1: Oh, no doubt. Yeah. And, and Austin but, Theory yeah. is obviously being presented way better right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but Austin Theory is also not like a dick backstage. So I think things oh, work I better I don't know him. about that. Sir. Oh, I, I, compared to, you know, Sammy. Anyway, Uh, The main event, speaking of Sami's, Sami Zayn took on Roman Reigns in the main event. And the reason everybody was really excited to watch this show and the reason some people afterwards don't understand how pro wrestling booking works, uh, there was no path where Sami Zayn was going to win the title here. And people who should know better, who cut 45 minute cameo videos like Brian Alvarez need to pull their head out of their ass. Uh, there was only one finish of this, and it was Roman Reigns beating Sami Zayn to go on to Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. Uh, the This match was a very good match in terms of emotion and crowd reaction, and the audience was hanging on every moment of it, which made it fun as a pro wrestling match. Uh, you know, yes, people are upset that Sammy didn't win, but in some ways, good. You should be upset that Sammy didn't win within the confines of the story. Uh, you go back and watch it. There's highs, there's lows. It was not technically the best wrestling match you're going to see, but from an emotion standpoint, they really delivered a, a really well-told story to get you to the next, uh, the next step in this. Mike, what'd you think of this?
3: Yeah, I mean, this This did feel, you know, like, more angle in some ways. But like I said, like, you know, last paper, uh, I, I kind of defended that. I think that's fine. Um, I mean, look, the ref bumps. like, if, if you put too much thought into some of, like, that last 10 minutes and how long certain things take. But, I mean, this this match was about, I, I think that work rate is the easiest thing to do. And atmosphere is the hardest thing to do. And this had good work rate, but a next level atmosphere. And, and I think that, you know, a lot of people think that they, they should have given Sammy the title, but, um, at the same time, I will, I will say this. I, I don't think, you know, this isn't a, a Daniel Bryan, uh, Batista situation in 2014 people do like Cody Cody is seen as a baby face and I I think that um this feels like the first time in years yeah like that they've had this strong of a plan and I actually applaud them for sticking with it um you know uh we'll we'll see how that works out at Mania but I think it's okay uh that he lost here um you know, and uh, you know, Owens coming out at the end, but still being begrudging in the, the promo they had Monday and all that. I, I think this the story is still working. The you know, I loved uh Heyman and the classic, you know, 80s heel like ne- neck brace and everything, and the stuff with Cody was great. I mean, this is uh look, Elimination Chamber isn't WrestleMania, it's the road to WrestleMania, and that's what this did. And um the fact that it felt as epic as it did is a nice bonus. And I hope that uh, you know, they make more wrestlers feel this important in their hometowns and stuff. This was this was really well done. The stuff with the wife was great. And uh Roman was awesome here as a villain. You really wanna see him, you know, that was the thing. This was a this was fucking Judge Doom dripping the fucking shoe in the turpentine and Sammy was the shoe. Now you want to see him get his so it, it uh-huh. served its purpose and it was fantastic.
2: And it was fun to hear a crowd genuinely booing Roman as opposed to like some booing and some cheering because he's a cool heel. This was old school. There was a baby face. There was a heel. And Sammy's wife is the new Helen Hart. Just looking terrified ringside. Uh, I thought she was she was awesome. Uh, Scott, what do you think of this match?
1: Uh, I, I, I like the match a lot. Um, I thought it was going to be match of the year. I think, I think Friday night, Sammy coming out, uh, in Montreal, maybe his moment of the year. I think those entrances and that, that first three minutes of just chance could be maybe moment of the year, but the match was, um, it was no more Epic than any other Roman match, which kind of bummed me out. Um, I don't think Sammy gave a stronger fight than anybody else. I think as a guy who was inside of the bloodline, um, there was no sense of that in what he was doing in the match. The cheating was all the same. Um, I think the crowd, what what it reminded me of is when Brock beat Taker at the end. And what I mean by that is we all look back at it. We go, Oh my God, we were so shocked when Brock beat Taker. What, What a moment. But we were also shocked because we were like, wait, that was it? Um, it was a bad match. It was a bad match for sure. Well, sure. I'm, I mean, and this was nowhere near a, a bad, bad match. Bad. But yeah. I do think it was all—it was kind of a dud of a finish because the fans definitely expected him to kick out. Um, and I think he could have put up more of a fight. And everybody expected more of a fight, and that's why they were kind of scratching their heads. I think also, um, and I understand Owens explained himself on Raw, but if you're going to have these guys cheat, then, like, let Owens come out during the match, too, so we can still get—but now the crowd is deflated because he lost, and now we're just watching a smackdown, Um for the the last 10 minutes of the show.
2: It is but but Owens's point of like I wasn't going to help him win the title but at the same time sure. I'm not going to let you get like destroyed in front of your family the way you let me get destroyed in front of my family. Their their next emotional payoff is going to be when Sammy and Kevin actually hug and they're together as one. Uh the, which sounded super romantic and creepy. I didn't mean I felt like Dan right there. Sure, sure, uh, but
1: so even for that, right? It's like Because we didn't even get them hugging there in Montreal. um, Even that felt like a letdown because it's like, oh, we get Owens helping out. And then it's, oh, I guess in two weeks on Raw instead, like there was no actual um, progression or interesting stories coming out of it. It was just another moment where it could have been like, you know, the moment was on Raw, which was Owens explaining himself, like just fucking talk it out there. We have to wait two weeks so we can get this. You know, I think it will help the match better at Mania, but you you blew a moment in Montreal, which was a hug at least.
2: At the very least, I would have used this to solidify Jay turning on Sam. Yeah, you don't need something. to keep that intrigue going forward. Like, give us one additional payoff. I, I, yeah.
0: I think that's my thing is that, like, I'm kind of like in a weird spot where I don't agree with like the smartiest thing is the internet. I agree with you guys in the sense that if sammy winning is not finishing his story you know the, Dude, the sammy
1: could not i would have been irritated if sammy won i do not think oh, sammy yeah. should have won you no, know I, yeah. I
2: said to somebody i'm like the people who wanted sammy to win are the people who watched infinity war and wanted thor to kill thanos
1: <laughs> like well th- robert to, to your point it was like a relief when alvarez came out talking this shit because it really exposed him it, it, like exposed him you're like did you even fucking watch this? I I listened to a clip on YouTube. It was embarrassing. And, I mean,
0: Alvarez's takes on this have been all. Dude, and please tweet at him, guys. It's been all time low, embarrassing. It's it's worse like than a his minute
1: clip, right? And it's, it's 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 them saying that Sam he Sammy should have won, right? And the not, clip starts with Meltzer going, "I haven't watched yet," and then they're talking about how Sammy should have won. Sammy should not have won. Period.
2: There, there's it would no make things
1: Way more complicated heading into fucking WrestleMania. Because then it's like, because it's like, there's no, what? Then the There's match- no nothing. It's just annoying. Yeah, it's it's just fans barking at each other.
2: It's fans barking. And then the comparison to like the, the Daniel Bryan stuff is completely unjustified because the fans were pissed that Bryan was not being used at all. And they wanted to see him in the main event. Sammy is an integral part of the storyline and is probably going to be in one of the most important matches at Mania. This is not a guy that the internet loves that Vince hates who's not getting pushed.
0: But They're not going to put him against Sheamus. You know, like, this is... And I think that, like, just to finish my thought on what I thought of, of this match is that I really think... I don't know if it was Scott or Mike who said last week that this should have been... This should have been Batch at the Beach 96. This should have been Jey Uso turning on Sammy. This should have been them killing everyone who came out, including maybe even Cody. And it should have been people throwing shit into the ring. That should have been, especially because you have Edge win. So fucking go through the whole thing. Like you need this, the most, if you look at the Bloodline storyline, if you look at the Roman Reigns championship storyline, um, this should have been the all hope is lost moment. Yeah. And it said it wasn't, it was, it was kind of like, well, we're still going to have Sammy not like completely killed. Cause we still, we still going to have Sammy get his heat back at the end. They almost had like Sammy do the thing that they would do when Austin lost, which is like, give a stunner at the end of it, which is not his character at all. And I think too, if you're the smartiest Mark, like myself or Scott, and you saw New Japan's battle in the valley, and you saw Kairi Sane versus Sasha have, in my opinion, the best match since Kenny and Osprey. Um, you know, like that that match felt super epic. And this just did not feel this this was not on that match's level.
2: Well, speaking of all hope being lost, we're gonna transition now to dynamite or dud. <laughs> uh I, I know before we've done hour versus hour one, hour two, and then we're all like, nah, we shouldn't do that. Are we doing hour by hour or segment by segment? Then whatever you, what want, you to do?
0: want, man. You're you're the captain, all right? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm then
2: the let's, go let's go match by match. Let's go match by match and bear this right? whole thing. This will make Mike feel better um, because the the show opened with uh, Mike's favorite wrestler Wheeler Yuta taking on Orange Cassidy for the I don't even remember what the title is called championship uh, Atlantic. I, I know what. I it's
3: can't believe be. they opened on a comedy wrestler versus Orange Cassidy. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs>
3: Not
2: nice. Uh, now he's a, now he's a mean heel, Mike. Him and Claudio uh, are are evil, dastardly heels, I guess. Uh, Scott, what did you think of this match?
1: I I thought the match was good. Um, I wasn't, you know, crazy ab- about it going into it you know i thought the wheeler promo up top was so so bad um i loved cassidy in this who you know if you look at the whole show you go oh my god was that my favorite part of the show and uh yeah yeah man it might have been my favorite part of the show and it was good it was good dan it was a good match and the oh. crowd was hot for it uh
0: i didn't watch this match i just saw the
1: oh, Okay
2: um no, I, I, I thought the match itself was was very good. I think weirdly enough, like Yuta was the guy who intro who first showed me Orange Cassidy and was like, you gotta watch this guy. He's he's really good and, and he's not getting the kind of exposure he deserves. And and uh, that was my first introduction to anything Orange Cassidy. So I know these guys have go back a long way and this was important for them. I I don't know what it necessarily accomplished. And I don't know anyone that was clamoring for a wheel or you to heel turn. Plus it's weird watching him try to challenge for a title when he already holds a title, uh, in a company that may or may not exist. Uh, we get a, uh, an, a hangman page and, uh, evil Uno promo where, uh, in the back with, uh, Renee, where Uno, uh, to beat John Moxley uh, and hangman says he's going to stay in the back and, and let him, uh, Scott, is Evil Uno the new top babyface in AEW?
1: <laughs> well, we're going to have to wait for the main event uh, to find that out.
2: That's a good tease. Uh, Dan, did you see this promo? Um, No. That's fine. <laughs> Mike?
0: I didn't see, you know, and part of that's my fault, so that's why I'm not...
2: No, like- no, you, you, you've been through enough. You did not R- need to R- see Yeah, I promo. think it's
1: God's <laughs> fault, Dan.
0: But um, I also, I, I will echo that, like, in my head, I was like, why are Orange Cassidy and where were you of fighting? I, I I thought that story was a couple months ago, and then it stopped, and now, um. So yeah, I was just kind of confused. Of like, you know, it, it it's 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 a little rough when the biggest storyline match of your night is Moxley and, and Evil Uno. Um, it's not that's not a great that's not a great thing. So that, that that's what I'll say. But I from all her purposes, I heard the work rate was excellent.
2: We're not you know? there yet, Mike.
3: I mean, look, I think it's exciting to have moxley versus a guy who can't bleed (laughs) that's exciting because you don't know if it'll be like every man it's actually actually just
0: crispy cream glaze
3: (laughs) it's poutine he's french canadian (laughs) um this i mean yeah man fucking evil uno in 2023 what are we doing uh he's evil because he's wasting
0: our time what does cornet call him pizzeria (laughs) Uno.
3: Yeah, I know. I I was thinking of that in my head. I'm like, ah, fuck, Cornette does it. And it's like when you you think when you see someone and you think the same insult as Cornette, it's like, I'm done with you.
2: (laughs) Speaking of guys, we're done with Ricky Starks comes out with an open contract to take on anyone at uh, Revolution.
3: Robert, Uh, that's absolutely done with Ricky Starks.
2: (laughs) Well done. Uh, Chris Jericho comes out to uh to kind of answer the challenge then not then Peter Avalon who now has abs for some reason comes out and then gets wiped out by Jericho uh Jericho uh winds up signing the contract the biggest pop of this was that he does the pen gimmick that he used to do in WWE so it was a nostalgia pop for a bit from a not so great era of WWE. That's how this segment was going. But yeah, we're going to get Ricky Starks and Chris Jericho for the first time ever since we already saw Ricky Starks beat Chris Jericho. Uh, Scott, was this, uh, are you really excited for this now because of this convoluted fucking segment?
1: Oh, I really didn't like this. I didn't like a single moment of this. I didn't even like the pen part. I mean, the crowd got behind it. So cool for them. But yeah, and I'm not excited for this match at all at, at Revolution, and what the stipulation is that Jazz is banned from ringside, and I like, like that.
2: I like that. Like also, to see those who guys. gives
1: even half a shit? I mean, all that means is that a new a new person is going to join Jazz.
2: Yeah, but beating Ricky Starks will revitalize Jericho's career. Look what it did for Hobbs.
0: You're right. That's exactly, they're going to do the solo Sokoa thing.
2: Yeah, uh, dude,
1: Big Show is going to show up, but, um...
2: Oh, fuck, you're right. Captain
1: Insano, sorry. But, um, who knows? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but, um, yeah, I was not, I was not crazy about this, and the fact that the ending, you know, what came of this was a match I'm not looking forward to at a pay-per-view that they, they, uh, is not stacked whatsoever. It was a big letdown.
2: Mike.
3: Uh, uh, uh fucking Jesus Christ. More <laughs> things that are lasting longer. Yada yada. Um <laughs> this is I mean this thing is so bad on so many levels. Um all of it. Just Jesus Christ. I mean This is so bad that the only thing that now makes sense is that there's an adult who calls himself Action Andretti. (laughs) This is, uh, I mean... Not
0: Action Andretti was even part of this.
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is... You know what I'm gonna say? I have not used this term yet for anything in AEW. This is TNA bad. Whoa. It's that level of fucking aces and eights. Booking main event mafia, dumb All shit. Right,
0: well, Mike, can I interrupt you? Would you think I'm not talking about early Vince, like Attitude Error or Golden Age Vince? Do you think CTE end of life vents would have booked this better than Tony's booking? Yes. Wow.
3: Because you know, I mean well, we'll save Tony for high spot. I'm sure somebody has
2: it. Yeah. Uh, the the strangest thing about this is Jericho gets to control his creative, and this is what he was coming up with. So there's a lot of blame to go around. Uh, Moriarty and Morrissey took on the acclaimed, and the only high spot of this was uh, during the rap when they bring up that uh, Big Bill used to fuck Carmella.
0: Scott, it's also a weird thing to make fun of him for. You know, oh, you used to fuck this really hot chick. Look at you, you fucking idiot.
1: (laughs) I I take it Uh, back. The the tag division is just
2: thriving in AEW. It's fucking (laughs) on fire.
1: Can I
3: say that this show was really, really lively when we were talking about our dead parents? (laughs) And now it's become a funeral dirge when we're talking about Dynamite.
1: Oh, I know. I've been trying to book them into this show. <laughs> I
0: mean, it's just, it's just kind of nuts because, like, this show was such a bad episode of TV that it made us forget about, like, what was wrong with the Elimination Chamber show. Or our personal lives. Yeah. Like, after I was done. I think I texted Mike in the middle of the night last night. I finished, you know, I finished the show and I was like, this is, that was really bad. Like, yeah really? you
1: guys want to go back back to back on the tag thing so you know this match i i did not uh care about at all and i like i like uh lee moriarty or and uh big bill what's his name right now
2: no one likes big bill you're fine
1: no i like him though i do and um but some? i don't care you know i don't care about this
2: well because they've been booked as nobodies the entire time they've been there so the acclaimed beat nobodies
1: sure so then it's like the acclaimed get to be in this match wow and then now we see what this match is right Well, no, we'll, say... we'll
2: get to that we'll save that for for later because that's going to be its own special cherry because the next thing warrants its own sure, degree sure. of what the fuck uh christian comes out uh and is about to cut a promo when jungle boy attacks him to get his revenge and then christian outsmarts jungle boy and jungle boy is left bleeding um luchasaurus is the real winner here by not being on tv right dan
0: um i don't know this one i guess i'll give more of a pass to you in the sense that like tony clearly is he's terrified because this this feud has had so many bites of the apple that like you kind of don't want jungle boy getting on top until the pay-per-view in any way so you just have some reason to care about this match um you know, I think Christians work as a heel has been really fun. I think Jungle Boy's excellent in the ring. Um, I think they're just, you know, like they're just, you know, uh, you know, like when we talk about WWE bad, and now, and now there's a AEW bad. It's and it's the version of their bad of like beating a feud for too long. You know, now, well, which used to be WWE's problem, but now I'm, I'm not even gonna say it. it's. I don't know, man. I just want this company to get good again because it's not. And I think that's my whole note from this show was like, man, I really hope shit together because this is not good. Where they're at compared to even a year ago. I mean, you can't even fucking blame this thing, this shit on punk anymore. You know, you can't blame this on the elite anymore.
2: No, no. It, it's uh, it, it's almost like someone on here has been saying for a long time. They're not doing a good job of establishing people and they're just getting pops by having debuts and letting the same six guys wrestle. Uh, well, but no, just... I think
1: I mean, I think they have established people and then they and then they. Yeah, I think that's more. but they, they cut them them their water off. They, so they don't they fucking let guys dally.
2: stay. It's like Jungle yeah. Boy was the hot commodity for a little while. And then they just took him off TV for a, a while. Darby gets hot and then Darby vanishes. They spend this time building up Hobbs and then Hobb vanishes. It's, it's just, it's very, very strange. And it was weird to do the blood when in the main event, like they bled like an entire ocean. And then you have this little trickle here. It lost its, its impact. Uh, Mike, any, anything to add on this sucker?
3: Um, My dad would want better for me as a wrestling fan. And Luke Perry would want better for jungle boy as a wrestler.
0: That's yeah I, I i did feel like this was the uh artistic version of pulling the plug on my mom yesterday and this, this
3: this 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 is so bad that when you guys were talking about it i just started reading the lyrics to bone Thugs' crossroads
0: it, it, and it sucks i don't want robert to be right guys like yeah, this no, is, no I, never i don't
2: never. like this i'm scared about this but to be really
0: not i am not thrilled that robert has been right
2: the like, next you know, match, though, was,
3: was... WWE is finally half as good as Roberts always said it is.
2: <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, AEW, I mean, they did rebound next because we got Soraya and Sky Blue. Oh, Jesus. Um, maybe Hunter had a point about not letting Paige wrestle anymore.
0: She's got... She's a good wrestler, man. She just can't carry any. She's a good wrestler. Her match with Britt was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't... Look, it wasn't fucking Mercedes, Renato, and, and Kari Sane, but... I mean, this was just, this was rough, man. This is, I mean, Sky is just not good,
2: bro. Why use, her? like, they have actual people who can wrestle. Why are we putting Sky Blue and, and Soraya on there on a non-taped show? Why not put this on Rampage or Dark or Dark Elevation or just not fucking do it, Scott? Or, or
3: have Sky Blue scissor red velvet and create a wrestler named Purple Nurple
0: i thought that was the captain Zeno gimmick but
1: yeah Yeah, this wasn't good i don't know yeah i I think the women's division the women's division needs to be willow nightingale going through super mario levels because this isn't working well what sucks even
2: more is they've ruined what was good in the fact that like Britt baker as a heel was good. Jamie hater as a heel was good. Britt being jealous of Jamie was an interesting story. And then they just dropped it, and now they're just baby faces.
0: Well, unfortunately, AEW has gotten so rough these last couple of months. the The biggest AEW storyline right now is is Kenny Omega going to WWE?
1: Yeah. Oh. Oh. And now, so get this. So now the 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 match, right, women's match into Revolution is a triple threat.
2: Yeah, I was going to get to that later. That that comes up soon. Yeah. Uh, but there's still more shitty booking before that because Brian Danielson comes out <laughs> to point out that Max hates him, even though he should hate Max, which is kind of the point of a feud, and then tries to make sense of this incredibly stupid. So I guess
0: in real life, MJF and his fiance are no more. Yeah. yeah.
2: And then MJF comes out to point out that his fiance has left him and he was going to kill himself, uh, and then correctly points out. No, Brian, you're the heel because you've had more concussions than anyone. And all I want is a family. You have it. And rather than being home with them and not dying of CTE, you're in this shitty fucking company wrestling for a meaningless title, uh, rubbing it in my face. You're an asshole. And I'm sorry to your children that they have you as a dad. (laughs) And he was kind of right about everything he said, but he's the heel
3: dude two weeks ago he was mr burns and now he's frank Rhimes.
0: pick Elaine. none uh, of this I, been, it was really it was not good guys Although, is, I mean... if you saw the promo he cut before the cameras were on the cu- promo he cut before the cameras were on was fucking hilarious it was about like how like you're you know like it, i see all these your kids are here the only reason you're here is because texas you're not allowed to have an abortion here <laughs> it was awesome so like it made me realize like mjf is still great like it's just that the creative that he's doing is not good i don't know if that's his fault i don't know if that's tony's fault but it's very bizarre when you see someone this talented um you know like in that supposedly in their prime not like on their way out stir this little of excitement
2: it's well, continual think- flop sweat it felt like they saw what's going on with Heyman and Cody of blending like real life and, and storyline. And they tried to do their own version of it. Two weeks after MJF is like, Oh yeah, I was a party of basically vehicular homicide.
0: Dude. Uh, and, and it's, of course you could too. Cause there's a lot of the wrestling internet this week who like was shitting all over the Cody and, and, and Heyman segment this week on raw. And I was like, well, it wasn't as good as last week, but it all pretty fucking good. Yeah. So Dude, it's my like- thing was
3: when I, when I, uh, when I, uh, Watched this and I heard you like that that his girlfriend left him. It's like, yeah, probably because of that promo a few weeks ago. You did what to who? (laughs) (laughs) Like this is this is the this is the big problem with this this whole angle and this storyline is there's been no consistency or continuity and MJF has gone through five years of character changes in the three month story and none of it's getting over because he's just all over the place you know there was a consistent tone with punk there was a consistent tone with cody and the thing is this was his first feud that was more based on wrestling right we're going to wrestle for an hour you you know danielson's a wrestler he should be a champion more than you know mjf who's not as much of a wrestler like they they've said all this stuff and now you're going into these personal things but none of it connects because they keep moving what the story is and now it doesn't feel like there is one like if you had to summarize the story in a sentence you couldn't and you could do that with sammy and roman you could do that with mjf and punk and brian uh,
2: tried and he sounded like he had cte like i
3: was Mm -hmm. watching this last night i'm like man this is the same old song and dance and then i remember the dinner and
0: i was like no that actually was fun (laughs) i mean this is so bad you know like and, you know, like, you know, I mean, if you listen to The Observer, which I'm not saying that I do or don't, um, like, they've embarrassed themselves so much as far as, like, carrying water for this company. And, like, anytime time WWE makes the slightest mistake, they fucking tear them apart. And they don't do that at all with AEW. And it it really, I mean, it's, it's just like, AEW's story now is, like, just... Everyone who's supporting them is just being fucking
2: exposed. Scott? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Look, I thought, uh, I I think all of these MJF, uh, danielson promos have been really great like isolated right i think each week they're really good i thought this was awesome actually i the thought their are good yeah it, right fire right mjf delivered fire danielson it looked like he knocked him out when he hit him and then danielson hit the table and the table collapsed right i thought that was all great um but yeah each week it's so different and It's not different in a way that is like making sense to us. So it's not different in a way where everyone's going like, oh, what MJF's doing is he's realizing that each week he's failing at getting under Danielson's skin. So he has to change it up. He has to change it up. He has to change it up. And finally this week he broke him, right? With the CTE thing. Um, But the truth is Danielson has been chasing him trying to get his hands on him. And, um, And you're not telling the story of, trying to break him so it just sounds like mjf is constantly not being consistent like you can tell this story just explain it better and they're not explaining it so mjf looks like a moron
2: speaking of looking like a moron uh jamie hater voluntarily puts herself in a three-way match for her title at the pay-per-view which does not make you look like a conquering baby face it makes you look like a complete fucking idiot
1: yeah, I mean, I'm not excited for the match. Um, I will all. say, at least she didn't put
0: herself in a fatal four way with some tag teams. <laughs> I, I will say, Jamie Hayter is an exceptional wrestler. Like you know, and I wasn't sold on her when I first saw her, but she's an exceptional wrestler in the way that I was like, man, I really hope she joins New Japan or WWE after this because I would really like to yeah. see her versus Sasha or Bianca. You know, <laughs> like,
2: and I, well, Mike, I want the, to see the... her
3: wrestle at different times consistently. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the 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 fatal four way tag match. You're being too hard on it because next there's the tag team battle royal, and the third team in it is Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal.
0: Yeah. I have an opinion on this. When you're ready for me,
2: I I would hope that you do. I don't. Uh, this I do. this what you want to talk about? TNA. Well,
0: I my opinion to this match was, oh man, I've really been fast forwarding a lot. I uh, but I, I guess I'll just fast forward this. See who wins. And I saw the winner, and I was like, "Thank God I fast forwarded this."
2: The finishing sequence of this match with the goofy comedy of Trent—they think he is eliminated, and then he's not, and then they think he's eliminated, and then he's not, and then Orange Cassidy catches him and puts him in the ring, and then Sutton and Singh catches. Him. This was like bad comedy wrestling I after mean, like, a is long match. The lesson match.
0: from this that me and Mike should win next week's battle royal because we had Parents Day. I don't know what the fucking lesson from this was.
2: Uh, the lesson from this is Tony Khan should not be allowed to book professional wrestling. Uh, this crowd was so hot for Penta and Phoenix; they desperately wanted these guys in the match and to win. And instead, you're getting Jarrett and Lethal on pay-per-view against the acclaimed and the guns. There's no way this match is going to be good on pay-per-view, is there?
1: No, no, it will be good. I mean, all the pay-per-view matches are good. The the that's issue is, it's true. like that's, that's a boo. Lot. It's just why is it happening? You know, the only reason I go maybe, maybe, because next week they're doing some other sort of like elimination thing to find out the final team, and I go, is I mean, is is um, is Mark Briscoe gonna somehow get involved with someone? And that's the only reason. No, because he got Jay involved this week, and Jared in this duty ass match.
2: Why they didn't use those uh, Ospreys guys who were in Brother, this match? I, I was love so those pissed dudes.
1: off. They used them like shit in this match. You, they you, used every good tag team like shit in this match. Right. Like, is it
0: just that John Jones is coming back to MMA for the first time in like two or three years next weekend, and Tony is just like, fuck it, let's not even try?
1: No, this was really bad, man. I mean, even even the final few few teams were shit to the point where the crowd was like, oh no at like final four
2: right like why let phoenix do that cool run across the top rope spot to get the crowd to think oh this guy's gonna win then eliminate him and just kill your audience dead Uh, i'm sorry uh house of black did a video package where they're coming after the elite uh does anyone genuinely care about this trio's feud since house of black have basically been off tv for like six months
1: well it's also not a feud if the match is going to happen in a week and a half and they haven't done anything, you know. did we so, say
3: we picked a really bad episode to start the segment by segment thing?
1: <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's a match of the night. Um, but also the matches aren't that that amazing on this on this card. Um, and I'm sure they will be night of, but on paper they're not that exciting. But yeah, this will be match of the night probably. Um, and there is zero storyline when there <laughs> really could be. It's pretty bad. This. I know you
0: can't compare MMA to WWE because one's, I mean, wrestling, sorry, MMA to wrestling because one's real and one's scripted, but it's pretty rough, man. When like I, who I do like wrestling way more than I like MMA, way more than I like football. And I, and I really like MMA and football. It's pretty embarrassing that like we were promised as MMA fans, this dream match between John Jones and Francis Nagano and it's not happening. So instead, John Jones is going against gain who Nagano beat decidedly, you know, with the last pay-per-view. And uh, now we get, I'm more, I'm still more excited about John Jones against a dud than I am a a pay-per-view from a company that I used to love that they only do four pay-per-views a year. You know, it's
1: not good, man. It's not good.
2: Scott, that's what listening to your New Japan corner feels like, just so you're aware.
1: Hey, hey, wait, speaking of, because I probably have to bounce off, and look, I did not like this show. Oh, no, but um, yeah,
2: but we got to get your take on the next thing, though, which is the most important part of this whole show. Human 8-Ball Tony Khan announces, uh, by announcing Adam Cole, that there will be an AEW TV show called AEW All Access, uh, with the idea being that it is a behind-the-scenes reality show that will air after Dynamite, where it's basically, hey, watch these actors that are you see performing on Dynamite as their real life self, right after this show. And if you think they're bland as characters, wait until you see how fucking terrible they are as people. Uh, this might be the dumbest idea Tony Khan has had in a long series of dumb ideas,
3: dude. Scott, it's like Adam Cole and and Guevara and was it Stark? It's like they just picked a bunch of people you would want to see power slapped. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I felt bad for Cole during this. Um, I'm not excited about this, especially because there's enough content that they throw out on the internet, like every company, period. Like fucking uh, people who work in offices have like behind-the-scenes videos online you could find. And
3: people that look like so... Adam Cole have lots of shows on the Learning Channel. <laughs>
1: well, well, Scott, tell me, let me... It'll be good, though, in that like... Oh, I'll get yeah, my- I'm i actually. Yeah, I think so. often watch guys train or whatever the fuck and see a guy have a phone call. You know, some stuff will be cool, but I don't think it's going to be eventful. It's well, just he, it's better. I than know, I
0: actually, I guess I'm the most glasses half full compared to all you guys, because, you know, in my mind, the business has been completely exposed since. You know, fucking Snook uh, since uh, Iron Sheik and Hacksaw Jim Duggan were cut doing coke together, you know, on a car ride to the next event or smoking weed,
2: which I'd rather watch on TV than this.
0: uh, Yeah, I mean, that's a fun. That's a buddy. That's like the bucket list, but like to the extreme. Um, So I would, you know, like I I think it could be good, man. I I will say that for him.
1: No, I think it'll be good, but it's not it's it's not exciting. I mean, there's a lot of good things like. Um, and this was dude. this had me going, oh, I thought an ROH announcement like that's how uneventful this felt. It it, it doesn't impact me watching pro wrestling, I guess is what I mean. Let me maybe for them that they have a show. I'm sure I'll watch pieces of it and be like, oh, damn, that's really cool. But it doesn't affect the two hour show that I watch every week. Yeah, but I let mean, let me ask this, this is though, just... if
2: you have you have this partnership with Warner Discovery that has all these channels instead of doing this. Why not get a spot on Adult Swim and put being the elite there, and expose a new audience to AEW and draw new eyeballs? Dude, to they show. Leaving. Oh, it not, like they're leaving. It's not. that man. funny. I don't it's think. I don't think it's that leaving. funny. But Adult Swim isn't that funny, so it Dude, fits they're in. Le-
0: they're leaving. It's. 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 They're going to be gone. The they're old- not leaving. I don't I mean, know, man. Not, I do the, think you know. Bucks, and, Bucks from- and Tony <laughs> aren't talking. Apparently, they're like. They're like. In, a, in real, they're apparently right now the Bucks and Tony are way worse than Tony and
1: Cody was. Um. But does that mean they are leaving? I don't know.
2: He doesn't need them because in the main event, we had John Moxley and Evil Uno. So the company's in great, great hands.
0: Wait, just just, just a comment on what Scott uh, said. If you're the elite right now and you see Cody getting pushed to the moon in WWE and you, if you're Kenny Omega, you know you're better than Cody Rhodes. And if you're the Young Bucks, you know you're better than Cody Rhodes. You know, I mean, these are generational talents. You have to take that risk. You have to take that risk. You have to be like, well, if they made this guy a fucking star who was bombing for six months in our company, like, think about what we could do. And we've mostly been doing pretty well here.
1: I think. I think Kenny lands on his feet because Kenny has smashes, right? No matter what, like you just go, hey, and he doesn't want to tri- sell and land on yeah. his back. But I think <laughs> I think the Bucks. Um, I think they run the risk of being fucked with by people. Um. Because I think they have either intentionally or unintentionally rubbed people the wrong way. And I'm talking about like people in the like people we don't even give a fuck about suits and stuff. Um, So I don't know how many risks, you know, they can. So you don't
0: think you don't think any of them are coming to WB in your opinion?
1: I think it's possible, but I think, um, you think it's possible for Kenny, not Bucks, essentially. No, no, I think it's possible for all three. I just don't I don't I don't see it happening. I think they see more money in
2: Kenny than they do the Bucks.
1: Yeah. I mean, I want well, them to be independent have. contractors and I want them to do their own thing. You know, I want them to just bounce oh, around everywhere. I mean, but like,
0: like, it's just very crazy this week that Jay White became a free agent. And the message from WWE is, we're not looking at Jay. We're looking at Kenny. That was a very intentional drop. You know, oh,
1: that's interesting. You mean like you think it's also disrespectful to Jay?
0: Well, no, I don't think it was. I think that they used the fact that Jay being a free agent to leak out the fact that they're interested in Kenny. Oh, okay. And, okay, and yeah. if you look at, like, the how WWE – WWE has always shat on the Bucks, They've sat shat on Tony. They've never really shit on Kenny. Cornette's shit on Kenny. But, like, WWE itself isn't shit on Kenny. And in-ring, Triple H wishes that he could do what Kenny could have done. And I think Triple H is a great wrestler. But Triple H isn't – you know, even at his best, was never near where Kenny was his best. Mm-hmm. I think Triple H wants this guy real bad.
2: No, I think the- Kenny's a guy that they had and lost – and regret it in the same way with AJ, they had they had AJ years and years ago and didn't do anything with him. So they brought him in and they they made him a big star. I think they I want- think if you're
0: Hunter, right? And you look yeah. at like Cody, like how successful Cody has been in this WWE run. And you know, the little impact team. And I like Cody and old WWE. I liked uh the whole face mask and the mirror gimmick and all the bad gimmick. I, I really liked all that shit. But if you look at how successful they've been with this guy, and then they look at Kenny. Who's been, you know, I, I really go fuck yourself. If you don't like Kenny Omega, you know. At this point, it's like the guy's had so many great matches. The guy's done so much for wrestling, and you and you see what how much he's done without the WWE machine behind him. I'm sure they're like, man, we could we could make a lot of fucking money with this guy. Not not to
3: mention all the great promos he's had,
0: <laughs> uh, all promos, and he's had some <laughs> fine as a heel. He's had some fine ones as a heel. No, he hasn't. Yes, he has. He had some fine ones as a heel. Tell being... me one great promo that Kenny. I didn't say great. I said fine. You're putting words into my
2: mouth. Okay, well, if only there was a guy in WWE who was half as good as Don Callis as being his mouthpiece. <laughs> uh guy, save I, it for
1: the funerals. Save sorry, it for the that's funerals. right. Sorry.
2: Speaking of uh, of hefty gentlemen, uh <laughs> very Eva Luno took on John Moxley. He bled like a stuck pig. Uh, he looked like a stuck pig. This match stunk like a stuck pig. Uh anybody else has any thoughts uh, on why this was yeah, fucking I, awesome.
1: I gotta bounce, so I'll say this. I think if it went longer, it, it honestly could have been decent. Um I don't mind Evil Uno and I thought Evil Uno being like more vicious made more sense. I thought that when Moxley squeezed him and more blood came out, that was cool, but it was like a super rushed match, and so I didn't give a shit. And that's it. High spot, uh, Mercedes Money uh, in New Japan. Amazing. New Japan coming back, baby. FTR, was, CM Punk, I mean, Kenny Omega. Fuck WWE. Fuck AEW. I'm out. I, well, oh, I, God I, bless I, your I, I, dead parents.
0: I 100% agree with Scott. Fucking Kenny to uh, New Japan is what I want as a New Japan
2: fan. 100%. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah.
3: Adios. Well, everybody.
2: All right, so uh, now that now that Scott is out, we will do... Uh, let's just do high spots. I think there's been enough low spots this week. Uh, we'll just do high spots and then wrap this sucker no, up. No, I
0: that. think we really need to talk about that, Tony, Tweed. No, that's my high spot. <laughs>
3: I, yes. And you know what? Halfway through this dynamite thing, I was like, none of this was as interesting as Tony versus Ariel.
0: My um, God, it's really... It is... To, Scott, to Mike's probably point, I think Mike and me are probably in completely agreement on what happened with that tweet, but it is really hard to give Michael Cole a win and Tony did that this week. Tony made Michael Cole look witty and fun. That's unbelievable.
2: That's a sign of the apocalypse right there.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is a guy who literally during the women's match said, my wife doesn't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> no! Oh, sorry, keep going, Mike. What, what did you uh, think? This
3: was, yeah, this was amazing. You know, this is Tony. You know, Trump, uh, fake news, you're a fraud, all this stuff. Because you know, uh, Ariel's a citizen of Montreal and doing this. Uh, I, I, this is just, I mean, the only way that this, I, I want, I want this is, I want to see this on the pay per view. This would be a better fight than most of the matches they've advertised.
0: It's really tough to me. Also, Ariel Juani is not like, he's not fucking Al Roker. You know, nobody likes the guy that much. He's fine. But Tony made him into like a fucking Johnny Appleseed folk hero.
3: Yeah. It's, uh, it's, and it's really, you know, the underlying thing that we, we've said this, you know, before when, when Tony was tweeting and his company was good, but like uh, you know, take care of your company, and now the company is is really bad, and it's like, take care of your company, like don't don't feud with your don't don't do this stupid shit. This is dumb. Like, this is the kind of stuff that like you know Bischoff and and Pritchard and Schiffani do with Meltzer and stuff. But it's like, you know, outs. Yeah, you know, and they did the more when they were
0: removed more from the business. It's like they don't do as a, much now because they're making that sweet money. Yeah, exactly. Because well, you don't Bischoff need is, to. Bischoff is is just a sad, sad dude. But, but yeah,
3: but... yeah, you know. Um, but uh, his Bluetooth is working for him, so it's good. But like this, th- this is just a disaster for Tony, and he needs to get off Twitter and hire um, a few other people with experience in history and wrestling, and just get his shit in order. That's all that.
0: That's all that should matter to him right now.
2: Dan, what's your high spot?
0: Well, you know, my high spot, of course, has to be all the people who reached out to me and the love from the Russell Rose group. But, I mean, same, same as Scott. You know, that Mercedes-Carrie Sane match was was just unbelievable. If, if you haven't seen it, um, you know, the Eddie J. White, White match was good, um, followed by a very confusing, I thought, David Finley promo. But, um, yeah, I mean, this was... Uh, you know, you watch this man. It's a classic match, man. That's all I can say about it. I, I do not see like I loved Becky and Bianca, which was probably the best like WWE women's match last year. And I thought that this wasn't uh, even fucking close. I mean, I thought that that Becky Becky Bianca match wasn't even fucking close to this Kari sane Sasha Max match. I mean, it's it was so good, man. It was so fucking good. It's crazy.
2: All right. Uh, my high spot was, uh, from SmackDown, the, uh, the Sami Zayn entrance in Montreal. Uh, it was, it was definitely an emotional moment. It was great. It was just, you're, you're happy for Sami as a guy who has, has worked his ass off for so long in wrestling, absolutely loves wrestling has like a, an almost Mike level of, of esoteric knowledge about wrestling recalls every moment of everything. Uh, that meant the world to him. It was cool if the WWE gave that moment to him. They the announcers laid out. It felt like the the night after Mania when Hogan went out there and they just let him get that applause. So it was really really cool to see Sammy get that moment. Uh, he got to headline a pay per view. He's not upset that he didn't win the title. Uh, like that meant everything to him in front of his wife, his kid, his family uh he had a great moment it I was a really the kid, special the moment. wife
0: thing was very weird because we have never been introduced to his wife
2: beforehand well her and uh, eddie kingston's wife are friends
0: well yeah but i was a part of the time i was like oh sammy has a wife wait he's a kid wait that was my it wasn't like the and you know me and scott talked about this there's a better version of that which was osprey and oku in england um so anyway i'm sorry keep going
2: jesus fucking like melcher over here well you know neutral. japan well, did it I, better I, 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 if I like it was if it was of, if I, it was osprey uh, small, but no you know, that's uh, you,
0: robert unlike you i like to watch some of the some of the fucking underdogs in wrestling okay
2: some I, of the red I, pro uh there you go I, I i i celebrate and root for everyone uh and and with that we'll get to plugs and then uh wrap this sucker up wait, uh, wait
0: but, i thought I, to- I told you i was gonna do my mickey rourke jokes
2: oh you're doing your mickey rourke jokes i'm sorry
3: yeah you know that we all were like i'm I'm, I'm gonna go um
2: (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna go too we're ending on such a high note
0: uh (laughs) all right i guess i can't do
3: them hey hey this week we don't drop plugs we pull them
0: oh my god (laughs) he's hardcore he's hardcore i don't think we're doing better than
2: that uh uh, all right, then I guess we will we'll wrap this up. Uh, oh,
0: fuck uh, it. Mike can leave. I'm going to do my fucking Mickey Rourke joke.
2: <laughs> I can't leave. I'm the one recording this.
0: Yeah, no, you're going to have to hear him. Oh, have you it.
3: ever seen a guy who needs to say his jokes for nobody?
0: I'll just do five, okay? If you've
3: ever seen that guy, then
0: you've seen me. <laughs> I'll do five. <laughs> Mickey Rourke, the man Hollywood couldn't change because Dr. Moreau beat him to it. <laughs> Uh, He looks like what would happen if the Hells Angels raped Mrs. Doubtfire. (laughs) He looks like the final boss in a Zoolander video game. (laughs) Uh, And I will end on this. Tom Sizemore described him as a good Catholic, which is like Mike Lawrence describing you as a natural natural athlete. (laughs) Here... Here's the thing. Apparently, Tom Sizemore is also dying this week, so I (laughs) include that.
3: They always (laughs) come in
0: threes. It's it's Mike's, my mom, Mike's dad, and Tom Sizemore. Dan, do you know who died this week? Actually, Bagel Boss. Bagel Boss died. <laughs> what is, is that one guy alive who got in a fight in the Long Island? The short guy who got in a fight in the Long Island bagel shop—is he so Yeah, alive? that's him. That's Bagel Boss. That's Bagel Boss. That's Bagel Boss. Oh my God! Maybe him and my mom will meet in heaven. <laughs> I don't know.
2: That's Mitch Album's. I thought book. you wanted her to find
1: peace.
0: <laughs> I think she would get along with him if you knew my mom and Bagel Boss. They, they seem like a good pairing. Oh, <sighs> Fuck
2: all it. Right, all right, Dan, you want to take us home?
0: I mean, you know, like uh, uh, we're supposed to do the Patreon this week of Hollywood uh, WrestleMania 21. Pr- probably me and Robert will do it at some point. I don't know when it's going to come out. The next like week and a half. I mean, I'm I'm like kind of a wreck, and I don't know what's you know.
2: We'll we'll get something out to you guys. Whatever out, it guys. is, it'll be really, it'll so be good.
0: Give me give me some fucking. Just give me a little space for the next week and a half. I don't know what's coming out when, that kind of thing.
3: This this was a uh, real um, WWE show because uh, the show went on even though it may not need to be. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't need to go on. It went on anyways, guys. (laughs) This this episode went from the... uh, Jay uh, Lethal, Mark Briscoe uh, match to the rest of Over the Edge
0: '99. Can <laughs> <laughs> we just call this episode Over the Edge? <laughs>
2: Jesus!
0: Well, actually, I had I did have a blast this episode. No, I, it was great to hear from. This is fun, man. This was helpful for God, me. Thank you, and thank was, you for letting me do four of the fifteen Mickey Rourke jokes. I
2: wrote. It, it was great. And Zach's going to insert uh, the full version of "Tell Me a Lie."
0: after this. You should tell them when you send this episode just tell them to put tell me a lie at the end of it.
2: No, he he's he, I'm going to have to explain that to zach We don't have that kind of time. So, you'll uh, you'll,
3: you'll play the song tell me a lie or just a recording of my dad saying, "I'm proud of you, Mike." Oh my <laughs> god.
0: Oh my <laughs> shit! He's hardcore. He's hardcore. <laughs> that was the Kane Dewey comment of this podcast. there <laughs> so, yeah,
3: guys. I love you guys.
0: All I right guys, have a good one. Take Watch care. Wash your hands. But-